Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Experience Points, your favorite all-queer cast podcast. As always, thank you for joining us. Also, we would be tremendously grateful if you would take the time to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. It is one of the best way to help us grow our audience, and it would mean the world to us. We would very much love it if you could take the time. We haven't pushed getting rated a lot, but it really makes a huge difference in getting our little cast noticed by more people, and it would just mean the world to us. It would be awesome. So if you have time... Please get, please do. We hope you're as excited about our little show as we are and recommend us to your friends, community, and everyone because we would love to grow our audience and get more people to interact with and just continue sharing our experience and what we're doing. It's been really, really fun and very cool for us. So yeah, if you would share us, we would be, we would be so excited. If you haven't listened to it already, we put up Eos Nabari's intro on Monday. It's about two and a half minutes long and it's just a fun intro to who this character is. And you just kind of get to hear Steph talking about who she thinks this person is, which is always kind of fun. Kenny slash Absco slash Pundadrone has finally gotten some breathing room again and is starting to update our website. So you'll be able to find updated cast bios now and character bios soon. This episode of Experience Points, we deal with the aftermath of our last episode. If you haven't listened, go listen to it first and then come back. There is a content warning because we know we're dealing with a topic that can be difficult for some folks and we really want to be respectful of that. In this episode, we pick up realizing that George is buried under rubble and not looking very well. The crew jumps into action to try and save him. We get some direction, and then we forget all of our plans as we dive headlong into something way over our heads. Does this sound familiar? Maybe we'll learn a better way in time. But I don't know. So let's get on with the episode 27, Aftermath. Content Warning This episode contains content that some listeners may find disturbing or uncomfortable. We respect the experiences of all of our listeners and encourage you to utilize discretion. Please see episode description for more details. And now, today's episode of Experience Points. Greetings, Adventure Hookers, and welcome back to your favorite queer Starfinder real play podcast. I'm your host and GM, Miyu, and joining me today is our fabulous cast. Hello, I'm Kelric, and I play Captain Angus. I am Britt, and I play Mordax, who is actually not quite sure what her title really is. Uh, something bigger than she's used to. <laughs> I'm Kenny, and I play Absco Cash, who takes on way too many roles. I'm Steph, and I play Chief Medical Officer Eos. And I believe Absco has some thoughts for a recap. Absco? She she was up there on the view screen. Burning Mother. Aronson, Aronson, I I need the gold cloaks. There's a blinding flash and a deafening roar. George, where's George? I I must hide. I mean, I, I have to find. I, I, I can't. Uh, Absco, I, I must do. The burning mother is all around us now. She heard us. She saw us. I have to find out. Angus is there. Mordax. Oh, and Eos are up. Where's George? Gold, gold cloak. Why? Oh, Abadar. George. 
yeah, so we pick up where we left off in the aftermath of the bomb in the bazaar. George is buried under tons of rubble as the Freedy that was with him looks on kind of helplessly. So talk to me about this rubble. When you say he's buried in tons of rubble, uh, is it, it is, that we can move? Is it, what are we talking about? Yes. Yes, he's buried under a bunch of, well, partially buried. It seems that uh, the Efridi, who you can fairly safely assume to be Fuego, pulled a bunch of it off of him. Mm-hmm. But George got hit pretty hard. He's got a bunch of, you know, whatever, uh, beams. I guess I was going to say timbers, but I'm like, uh, we're space age materials in the <laughs> heart of the sun. I don't think timbers is correct. <laughs> a bunch of beams, bits of, of metal sheeting. It's It's heavy and it'll take some work but you can clear him out of there okay angus will jump in and say obstacle do you have a healing serum if so give it to him mordax get in touch with eos and get her over here and then wants to attune to graviton and see if there's okay. a way to use his his graviton abilities to sort of put his hands on George and just make a small, like, even if it's just like a quarter inch field of gravity pushing those things away so that there's a little bit of room to try and pull George out. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Angus, you, you begin attuning to the the graviton side of the energy you find here in, in the burning, burning archipelago that you're, I mean, the the force of gravity is so strong here that you can feel yourself slipping very easily into the the appropriate channels. And you do manage to channel that energy around George, decreasing the the gravitational pull on the rubble around him, making it a lot easier to get him out. Yeah, Absco does manage, like, they look up and they're they're fairly dazed, like they just have been looking straight ahead the whole time. And, you know, uh, Angus kind of, telling them something to do, they kind of snap into reality just for a second. They, they you know, rummage around in one of their pouches on their belt, and they do pull out a serum of healing, and they jab it into George. Nice. Jab so. your, your serum of healing into George and uh, depress the plunger. You, you hear the hiss of the hypo spray injecting the, the healing serum into George, and some of, his, some of his cuts sort of heal up as you're watching. Some of the bleeding stops, but he does not regain consciousness. So Mordax, after Angus instructs her, um, is going to lean up to Silverblade and whisper something. And Mordax will separate from Silverblade, go off to go get Eos. And Silverblade is actually going to walk up to Angus. I will help and start pulling the rubble off of George. Angus is... I mean, I know you say that it's easier to slip into, but this is still really hard because it's more delicate work than he normally does. So Mm -hmm. all of his attention is just on maintaining that, you know, half inch field to get the weight off of George. So there's no room for him to communicate. Right. Okay. And I don't imagine Eos is too far, so it should be fairly easy for her to see Mordax coming and stop what she's doing to go meet her crewmate. Yeah, Mordax, you, you can see Eos uh, performing triage on or, or treating somebody not very far off. Uh, you can 
Eos definitely stands out from the crowd as as she's trying to take charge of things around, and you can tell she's one of the people there that's really grabbing charge of this little this little section around her. I'm gonna walk up, and is Eos kneeling? Probably. Okay, then I'm gonna whisper into your ear. You are needed. Lead on, and she quickly finishes what she's doing and stands to follow Mordax. Okay. Yeah, Mordax leads you back, and there, there is George. Uh, Silverblade is trying to pull Rubble off. Uh, you can see Angus using his powers, his energies, concentrating beads of sweat just pouring down his face as you're trying to, as he's trying to keep the Rubble off of George. And yeah, George does not look good. George and has definitely sustained some serious injuries. When you walk up, what you see are Angus is normally, you know, white with these cream swirls all over his fur and you just see everything is sort of outlined in black around him as he focuses all of his energy on this graviton and you can see sort of a black sheen over George's whole body. Now, would Eos be able to move him? Yes, because it is basically creating a field around him, not putting any pressure on him. It's trying to relieve that pressure so he can be moved. Creating like an anti-gravity field around him. Mm -hmm. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that the energy wouldn't, like, repel. Nope. All right. So she, you know, is going to do that. She's going to jump into action to remove George from under this rubble. Okay. Yeah, you, you grab a hold of George and you, you slide him out from underneath the rubble. Uh, between Silver Blade's work and Absco's uh, anti-gravity field, it's fairly Angus's. fairly simple to pull him out. Or Angus's anti-gravity field. It's fairly simple to pull him out. As soon as he is free, she is just going to cast Mystic Cure as a second level spell. Just kind of okay. immediately to stabilize him further. What does that look like when uh, when Eos casts her Mystic Cures? Asking me the hard questions, Miu, I hadn't <laughs> thought of that. <laughs> yeah, they do it to all of us. <laughs> because she's devoted to a sun goddess, I imagine there is a what may look like flames on her hands. Awesome, with an she... explosion. <laughs> <laughs> I know! Um, but we would place one on his chest and the other on his head to cast the spell. Okay. Eos, do you, do you like, say a prayer to Sarah and Ray as you're In healing this? Or, or do you have... Okay. Yeah, Eos pulls George out and begins muttering a prayer and her hands begin to glow with fire like from the sun as she touches George on his chest and his forehead and the flames seem to wreath him and sink into his skin. You see more of him uh, start to heal and you know all the cuts on his body close up. George is not has not regained consciousness but you're, you have definitely stabilized him. Okay. As Fuego steps up and grabs a hold of George and, and looks at you, Eos, and says, help me get him inside. Let's get him somewhere safe. I think right. Silverblade right. will pick him up. That'd be great. Agreeable to everyone. Okay. Silverblade, uh, Silverblade just, like, swoops in and just, like, scoops up George <laughs> and turns around and begins wheeling inside as Fuego looks around at all of you and goes, you should all come inside. Okay, where George goes, and we're going. <laughs> yep. Takes you into the, the embassy for the plane of fire. Okay, uh, going in. Mm -hmm. Absco, what did you see? What happened? So I want to see if Absco can use um, their ability of glimpse the ah, truth. Go ahead. Um, okay, let's see. What's this? What's this cool ability you have? <laughs> so I spend uh, an RP. Oh. Basically, it allows me to use true seeing. True seeing at, at a 
different. Uh, so at sixty foot range instead of one hundred and twenty, and for only one round rather than. Can I use that in reflection? Just like looking back. I will allow it nice. for you to spend your your resolve point as you sit there analyzing your memory of that moment right before the event happened, trying to remember exactly what you saw. Yeah, uh, and so I, I do that. I uh, or Absco does that. They they you know, use their, slip into their analytical investigator's mind and go over absolutely every grim detail. Saw a hooded humanoid figure wearing a gold robe. The robe had a small insignia on the chest. You only saw part of it. What you saw looked like it was very similar to the crest of what the Church of the Dawnflower wears, the, the Saren Ray worshippers, but it was a little bit different. Give me a culture check. All right. See what you know. Absco likes to investigate places before they go there. Oh, nice! That would roll. be a twenty-nine. Hell yeah! Twenty-nine. <laughs> you're 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 trying to place that symbol. You're trying to place that symbol, and then then it catches, and you realize what it is. That was the symbol of the preservation front, which, from your security briefing that you made up before you got here. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the status of the Burning Archipelago, what's going on. They're described by the Church of the Dawnflower as an extremist splinter group. They believe that the Burning Archipelago is designed for some purpose known only to Serenray, and that any but the lightest modifications might make that purpose impossible with disastrous results. Thus far, the preservationists have acted only through diplomacy and negotiation. But there's something else. Like, has there been any other, like, events or, like, rumblings about... Any sort of insurgents? Nothing else, but you know that this preservation front has been pushing a lot harder to get them to scale back and actually remove anything. And there's been there there have been some talks that they have been under uh, surveillance with the suspicion that they might what's the word I'm looking for uh, commit more extreme acts. Okay. Um, that there is so, a, a more a, a more radical element growing within there. That you got specifically from the Starfinder mm -hmm. intel. So yeah, I, I, re I relay the connections on this, and you know, I say, you know, I I saw the emblem on the on the robes of the person who initiated this, and it looks like they were members of the Preservation Front. That's a good place to start, as any. But I feel like we need to stabilize the situation first. Absolutely, Mordax, you were going to say something. Um. I didn't. I didn't see anything other than George just standing there, and then everything just went wrong. Okay, so I'll turn. Well, Fuego gets George yeah. settled in a bed, in a room with a number of sconces, like old school-looking sconces with flames in them, all through the room, giving light and and a bit of warmth. It's very very hot in here, like a sauna. Mm -hmm. But he he gets that and he turns and he he looks at at. George, before looking back at you and says, no, you're right. Uh, this is definitely the work of some of the preservation frontists, the preservationists. Seems like you've done your homework. Aye, that's his job. You are Fuego, I take it? I am. believe you were here to meet me. George, and, and he kind of chokes up a little bit and he goes, you know, if it wasn't for George, I might not be standing here to to talk to you. He pushed me out of the way just before the blast. I'll put my hand on George's upper shoulder. I don't know. <laughs> Four arms, <so>. Yeah. <laughs> on his upper shoulder and say, that's the kind of man he is. 
I'm Angus. This is my crew. This is Absco Security, Mordax Engineering. EOS is our lead medical. EOS. I wish I were meeting you under better circumstances. As do we. We had anticipated something a little bit more congenial than this. EOS, is George stable and going? Is this, is this a good space for him? It's a little hot. He's stable for the moment. I I, stay, I did what I can with my magic to heal him, but until we get him back to the ship, there's not much of a way to know how extensive his injuries are. Is being in all this heat going to be okay for George if we leave him here? It's like being in a sauna, but it's not like dangerously hot. Okay. So. In fact, you see you see the Afridi like huddled up like he's cold. <laughs> like they keep this area cold, you know, cooler for the for the other species. Okay. I also kind of feel like Eos and Mordax will be having a hard time. We have fur. Yeah. Oh, Angus too. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's an adventure for us to be in this kind of temperature. Absco yeah. looks fine. Absco <laughs> <laughs> clothes optional. Pretty much. Fuego. Do you have any idea why this would be happening right now? It says, uh, well, if you've seen the the Starfinder reports, you you know the Preservationist Front is a sort of a, a splinter group from the Church of the Dawnflower. They think that we should leave these these bubbles the way we found them make no no as few modifications as possible they've been kind of keeping to themselves you know keeping it diplomatic they've they've used diplomacy and negotiation and but uh fairly recently there's been I guess a sort of agitator element i haven't been able to track it down but i have my suspicions that uh kind of stops and he looks at you and he goes you do have code word clearance yes do of course and he, he lowers his voice and he goes, I believe the 18 entity has been stirring up trouble here. Damn her to hell. Okay. Fucking extremists. <laughs> so is Abadar Corp where we should start searching? Or do you have... Oh, no, no, I wouldn't go anywhere near Abadar Corp. He goes, look, I've been keeping an eye on the situation. Uh, I was stationed here by the, the Void Society. From, from the Starfinders. I was, uh, I think the information you came here to seek is in the temple of the first ones, but they're definitely not going to let you search their records right now, not with this going on. I think I have a way that I can, you can help us and I can help you. I know where the headquarters is for this, uh, this other faction. They're in Chroma. Because if you were to go apprehend the people who did this, you could settle the situation down enough that we could get you in to, where, to the repository of information you're looking for. As long as George is safe, we're in. I'll, I'll make sure George gets medical transport to the hospital in Dawnshore. I'd prefer you send him to our ship. We have medical equipment there and personnel who we can trust. As you wish. I give him um, Terralyn's information and tell him he can make arrangements with her. Absolutely. I'll get him transferred as soon as possible. Eos, calm your people and let them know to expect George and give them instructions on how to care for him. So already going to do that. She might step away just to calm back while they're continuing to come up with a plan. All right. So where is this Chroma? Okay, you will find Chroma on the southwest the area. Here. Now, now, a little blurb about the, the government setup here in the archipelago. Technically, each of these bubbles is their own independent city government. Oh. Okay. Which would explain why the government of Corona cannot go traipsing into Chroma to go get these people. There is a sort of confederate government that is the Archipelago Senate, which meets in Donshore. Now, Chroma is a neutral bubble, not quite a city of its own. It is home to a huge number of sporting complexes. Okay. 
What kind of sports? Are they of the blood variety? Well, everything from everything from zero gravity intercycle racing to a flamboyant form of wrestling where the participants are cloaked in multiple layers of illusion magic. <laughs> and these amazing. are generally broadcast throughout throughout the packed worlds. I think that may be my my new favorite show. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. You're going to get cream tonight. (laughs) Says the giant bottle of whipped cream. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, phrasing. Yeah, see? There you go. Uh, Yes, phrasing. All the phrasings. But he gives you the locations of the the safe house. I was going to say, if that's the case, and they're known for their sort of sporting type things, then when we're directed to go to Chroma, I think that Mordax would turn to you. I know about the kind of people that are probably around Chroma. And then she and Silverblade are both going to simultaneously crack their knuckles. <laughs> we can maneuver our way around that. Excellent. Obsco, get the details on what we need for where we're going and the people so that you can brief us as we go, please. Sure. Can I do a culture check? Yep. That is a 27. <laughs> so the place you're going is ostensibly a uh, a gambling den where people would go and place their bets. Legalized gambling, of course, but you would go and place your bets. That's about it. You have you you know the the general layout to be to have an open like kind of portico mm-hmm. entrance with a number of guards and then you would be let into the back once you're cleared to make your, you know, it's an entrance. It, it's kind of a a, a members only gambling club on is it, various sporting events. Is this something where like we would have to, you know, register to become competitors or is this something where we'd have to go and be, you know, betters or people try. Who, you, yeah. you would be there to place bets, but try as you might, you cannot find membership requirements. Hmm. Whether it's invite only or what it is, you know it's members only. Can I try to hack with a computer's check? Sure. Not that that's my expertise, but that's a 26. Ooh. All the good rolls. I'm gonna ask if okay. you Okay. I prefer not to mention it yes. because let's not jinx anything. <laughs> <laughs> As I knock a on my 26. Desk. So, what exactly were you attempting to hack? Hack into their, I guess, their admission systems, like their, their client admission systems. Okay. Uh, with that. They're able to slip into the base level program or into the uh, the surface level programming mm-hmm. without tripping any of their firewalls. But as you get deeper in and you get to where you're actually accessing functions and data bank and like data lists, you start hitting some really intense firewalls mm-hmm. that um, you know if you could you could possibly like force crack them, but that will almost certainly set off alarms. Yeah. So I I. Turn to Angus and uh, Mordax and Eos, and I say, Okay, so what I was able to find out is that this is a very hoity-toity, members-only type gambling club, and there's no indication of how we can enter or be admitted. I tried hacking, and I couldn't get that far. Maybe someone else could give it a shot? It's not really my expertise. I mean, I I could... I could try. Um, I don't know if it might be worth it more just to just to go there and say that we're we're looking to get into the you know the, the system you know because we've got a fighting robot and sort of. I and you have a bit of a reputation, Mordax. You and Silverblade are 
not unknown, at least in absolute Absalom Station. So if they look you up, they'll find you. So Yeah, but I don't know if you understand that only the really, 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 really good fighters in Absalom Station get to go to the place in Chroma. That's 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 the thing you attain to. I, I hesitate to bring it up. And I don't know what kind of profile we're trying to maintain, but we are the adventure hookers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Mordax, even though she is rather subdued right now because of the explosion, is still going to give you a quizzical uh, eyebrow raise at that. We survived an Eoxian battle royale of sorts. It was in a game show called The Adventure Hook. Very, very few survive. No, no, I think that's a better idea than turning itself. The the problem is, is that this is kind of the root of all the problems. That's where Evelyn showed her face and where 18 sent us. Uh, so it would definitely put us on someone's radar. I'm not quite sure whose. I think you've just highlighted a, a, an issue that no matter what we do, the people who would have interest will recognize us if we go anywhere. So we may as well do it openly because... We're going to be known, no matter what, by someone. Well, then let's be winsome. Well, there's also a very obvious solution should Solomon come asking why you're there. This asshole blew up a bazaar that injured a member of your crew. It, we don't have to mention that it's a tit for tat. We're going after the guy who hurt George. Well, I mean, as far as Solomon's concerned, we're still under her employee. Aye, let's move forward. Let's do it. I don't want to waste time. The longer we take to get there, the easier it is to figure out what's going on. So let's move. Agreed. Yes. Yes, Captain. Absco, let's see. What's your... You're going to be dealing with the culture and actually between you and Mordex, you'll have the gaming culture down to help us try and navigate that? Yeah, I think... Yeah, yeah. I can either assist or Mordex can assist me either way. Okay. And then if we run into issues, I can try and use diplomacy to get us through so let's go is there anything else we need to do can we get everyone who was injured fully healed before we walk out the door good call yes yeah I can yeah do. well i'd rather not use eos's abilities if the mm. he has them if we can do yeah, like <laughs> we need some later <laughs> if we can do a 10 minute rest yeah. or something yeah the uh, uh fuego can can help you out in that regard perfect get you a little little ampule to to kind of heal you up and and make sure you're treated Perfect. Before you head off. On your way out of this this section here, uh, you see, I mean, security has been raised significantly. There are now guarded checkpoints at every plasma tunnel in and out. As you leave the, the chaos and, and the rubble behind as medical teams are taking over, the, the government has definitely cracked down. They're, they're going through declaring a uh, that the bazaar is shut down, mm-hmm. that, you know, Everyone that does not reside there is being asked to leave. All over the news, you're seeing news crews coming in and hovering in, in their with their hover cameras, remote cameras everywhere, taking in the scene. It's it's still quite a bit of chaos. Well, this shouldn't be an issue. We're not from here, and we want to leave. They'll they'll let you through. True. Uh, it takes a while to get a a crawler out, but you manage to get your way back to Dawnshore, and then from there you catch the. Well, you have you have the option. You can take the line crawler to Chroma, or you can take the party bus. Hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna say line crawler because I don't think Angus isn't in the mood to deal with anyone who's in a party in mood. Yeah, that I would think, make sense. I think that speaks for the party. <laughs> yeah. 
all business. All right. So you hire a line crawler that takes you to Chroma uh, all the way in. You see advertisements for all sorts of sporting events. Uh, you know, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You'll pay for your seat, but only need the edge. That whole mm-hmm. kind of thing. At least once or twice, uh, Mordax will point to sort of a hollow advertisement. And say, oh my gosh, I remember him. Is this kind of like Las Vegas where like fighters go to die? <laughs> <laughs> This is where they go to make it big. No, this is this is where you go at the pinnacle of your career. Oh, okay. You go you go you go to Chroma. Let's like you got signed pro. Like, oh my god, I'm playing for, you know, our our team where we go playing Chroma. So, yeah. I borrowed a wrench from his owner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Absco. All right. One. You pick your way through the streets as a lot of the billboards that would normally be advertising different things coming up are now covering or carrying coverage of the the incident in the the brass bazaar um it seems that the news is starting to lay this at the feet of the preservation society you see the the head priest here of seren ray chuck sandalwood standing up there and saying yes and and he is telling everyone that they condemn in the strongest terms these acts of violence uh and that they are going to begin an investigation into finding who is responsible for this and calling on the the government of the archipelago to you know find these people and bring them to justice absco definitely wants to like keep an eye on the footage to make sure that you know if in the footage we weren't captured in the aftermath also, hmm. singed are we? Yeah, more. Well, I mean, because you, you've taken the 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 ampules, so you're fine. It wasn't you were just far enough away from the 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 heart of the blast that you took some damage, but it wasn't too bad. Um, and then you were able to get fairly well healed up. But, I mean, you got you got knocked. You got yeah. You got more rocked than anything. Okay, so our, our clothes don't look like we just came out of a. Yeah, no, they're dirty. They're 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 dirty. Couple, you know, holes. I mean, you you your clothing and your appearance look as though you've just been through something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I'm sure Eos is playing with a bracelet for her goddess and hoping nobody asks her about it right now, given the ex- the circumstances. Is it yeah. So. Fringe group, or are you? No, it's just <laughs> you know how people get when even though it's a fringe group, they still go towards the people who are part of the main organization yep. that the fringe Fair. is from. Fair, <laughs> but I think this being where it is, you're in the majority, rather yeah. than the minority of people. <laughs> Probably yes. Is that correct, Mew? Yes, there is a very large contingent of Serenray or, or of Serenites, Serenray worshippers here. Cool. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, Absco tilts an eye up to the to the displays and uh, just tracking the footage, and they roll an 18 perception. Nice. 18 perception is high enough that you definitely catch yourselves leaving the, uh, just a glimpse, just as part of the crowd, but you pick yourselves out, mm. leaving the embassy. Great. And I, I, I relay the message, and I'm like, you know, we're associated. Well, mm. all the more reason to be open at this point because there's no way that Solomon won't won't catch that. There's just no way. That's that's true. And I, how awkward is it going to look that we're now going to bounce into a competition if we try? It won't look any more awkward than anything else we've ever done. So it'll be fine. If Solomon didn't want us doing this, they could have contacted us. Well, so here's the story. We are here to try to fight. In the chroma. I'm like, 
Is it about a lovely lady? <laughs> Here's the story. <laughs> a lovely lady. No, so our, our express admission or plan was to come here to go to the fights on Chroma, if anyone else should ask. And we were caught up in the blast at the Bronze Bazaar. Agreed. And so you find yourself approaching the gambling hall. There is the the public portico here where all kinds of bets are being placed uh, up on the news screens or up on the vid screens. You have every other one is coverage of the incident, but all the others are various sports matches going on. Uh, The betting still seems to be flowing pretty heavily here. Up ahead, you can see the doorway around which four security guards are standing. That definitely seems to be the back area members only. You see someone walk up and show a badge and they let him through. Okay, Mordox, this is your area of expertise. Can you get us through? Aye, aye, Captain. Absco follows behind them and is there to kind of back them up. And Silverblade will be behind me and to the opposite side of Absco. Okay, so so Mordax comes up with Silverblade and Absco. Uh, the security guard, one of the security guards, just looks at you and goes, ID? Well, hi. Um, I'm Mordax. I'm from Absalon Station, and this is my fighting bot, Silverblade. And I'm not really sure that uh, we need an ID because, you know, of where we come from. And, um, you know, we just want to get into the show. Neat. ID? I don't Give think you almost checked. Yeah. <laughs> an ID. I need a uh, a diplomacy check from Mordax. And I'll I'll try to help and say something like, I don't think you understand. We're quite reputable and well seen. I'd like to step up and say, I'm sorry. I'm their manager. My name is Angus. Ooh. And we haven't been issued an ID yet, but we are told that this is where we're supposed to be and we can come in. So I'd like to do the diplomacy check. Okay. At this point, Angus, I think you're doing more of a bluff, wouldn't you say? Sure, I can do that. If anyone, and yeah, you're if, bluffing. So go ahead and bluff. Okay. Ooh, I can do that. Too. But I will. I will use. Uh, it looks as though Mordax with the 17 did successfully aid Absco. Not so much. All right. Well, with their five. I was hoping yeah. diplomacy would do it, but sure. Ooh. So that gives me a 20. With the one aid, okay, a twenty on your bluff. The security, two of the security guards, kind of look at each other, pull out the data pad, hit a few things. What'd you say your name was? Angus. This is Mordax and Silverblade. You can find their information if, if you search on the Absalon Station fighting sites. This is their first trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, wait a second. We'll check this out. And one of the security guards dips in through the space, the the rest of the building beyond, leaving you standing there. So. How about this weather here in the bubble? I want to talk to one of the other (laughs) security guards and say, we just came from this area and there was a bombing and we're really tired and we really just want to get in. It's been a really rough day. Can you just let us wait inside while you figure this out? Is there a place you can let us sit and, you know, just start getting ready for their fight? They've had, if you look, there's clothes are singed. The bot needs to be checked over. Yeah, absolutely. And they point you over to benches without tool- right in the room you're in. I'm like, if there are no tools out here, then we can't. We need to be inside an area where they can get the robot working. Can I do a diplomacy check for that to be like, hey, Go ahead. what up, bro? Let's get this going. Oh, Ooh. Plus 12, so 32. 32. We got the rolls. Why do you still keep talking about it? <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at the rolls. They're pretty. Don't look at them. 
<laughs> All right. Yeah, fine. We'll get you set up here. They let you into the next entryway. Awesome. You can uh, use this entryway up here. You can use this this area up here. So you can use this little tight space up here. It's not much, just really like a little bathroom and a little little like kind of lounge area. Okay. So we're in like so a all these openings. <laughs> yeah, all these openings have doors. Yeah, you're well you're 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 in a, you're in a little lounge area. So there's like a little a little sofa and and a, a little sink and some refreshments in the mini fridge. So it's, it's a 10 by 20 closet. Yes. Like a really a yes. really big Shh. bedroom. <laughs> Uh, so as soon as they shut the doors and we're alone, I'm going to turn to Angus and be, I'm sorry, Captain, I, 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 after the, I'm just not good at this whole thing right now. Um, I should have been smoother. That was, thank you uh, as, me up. Yeah, as you two, or as Morag starts talking, I hold kind of a finger up in front of both of you, or all of us, and I do a perception check to see if there are any cameras or any, like, monitoring apparatus. Okay, give me your perception. Ooh, natural Ooh. 20. That's a 28. 28. Okay, 28. You look around, and you saw that in that entryway between the two lounges and then the main room in the back where that one security guard is, like just outside the door of the room that you're in, mm-hmm. there were there were cameras. There are cameras all over the public area. This lounge does not seem to have any kind of cameras or surveillance devices, as would be expected for like a members-only lounge. Like once you're through, you're, the, you're, this is a place that's okay to talk. I think we're clear. Okay, Mordox, don't beat yourself up. It's been a very stressful day. This is all new. You're doing fine. We've gotten through the first hurdle. We'll just keep going through the next and the next until we're where we need to be and we get this taken care of. The whole point is to take care of this as quickly as possible, get the information we need, get back to our ship, and get out of here. Make sure George is okay. So we just stay focused one step at a time. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Do you guys get blown up a lot? More than one would expect, I feel. Or right. less than one would expect, a... based on what we do. There is um, a buzz at the intercom mm-hmm. for the door. Basically the doorbell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one minute, please. I'm going to have Mordax just sort of flop casually on the couch, trying to look like... They don't care. They're just, you know, they're here. Does, does Mordax do the overly casual, like, <laughs> lean back and, and... Yes, Mordax does the overly am I, am I casual enough now? And she's just, like, <laughs> looking at her fingernails, not even interested in the door. Absco kind of looks like the hard-boiled manager who's, like, on a comms and looking at a data pad and, like, switching back over. Eos is trying to kind of look like a hanger-on. And maybe is like adjusting Mordax's hair, like probably in whisper <laughs> for permission first. But you know, just try to look cool. like she's grooming. Angus is just ready for if this turns into a fight. Angus is going to. Uh, Angus is pissed about George, so Angus is just driven. We're gonna get this done. Oh yeah. So I, yeah. I was gonna say, can I activate my my, my field? <laughs> oh no, wait, they would see that. Never mind. Yeah, but maybe have your finger on the button. Yeah, so Absco, get the door, please. Sure. Can I get you anything else? The door. Right. Yeah, so Absco goes up and they they actually, is there like a porthole or something that they can look out into the hallway so they can get a scope of what's there? Sure. So what do I see? Amazingly, of all the technological advances, the peephole has not advanced one bit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I see like this fish-eyed view of the hallway <laughs> with 
two security guards standing out front waiting for you to answer the door. I held my my fingers behind me. I say two. <laughs> and then um, I open the door. I'm like, yes. The boss will see you. Oh, good. I am so happy. Follow me, please. Yeah, totally. We'll follow. Deeper and dark. into this we will go. Yes. You go through another set of doors into what seems to be the main bedding floor. Up north, as you go through the door, take a left, and they head over to another door marked office. Okay. You are flanked on the way there by the other security guard at the back, kind of ushering you through. Our party is pretty the, daggered, so that that's a challenge. Yep. Like, more Yep, but there's, they're obviously staying behind you. Yep. Okay. The guard hits the the intercom button and a voice calls out, Yes! (laughs) (laughs) I have the guests for you. Send them in! The snake. The door (laughs) opens. A vesk. Okay. And there are a pair of guards in there. Why? It is good to see you. What brings you here? Is there room for all of us in here? Yes, absolutely. There's an office. You, you see an office space with a, a desk. That okay. This this vesk is sat behind a few simple chairs. Got a little ficus in the corner. All right. I'm moving over to the left as far away as I mm-hmm. can be so I can lean against a wall. Okay. Is there, like, a, a sofa or a lounge? Yeah. Absco will go to that and sit down. Okay. The door is shut behind you. And so, once again, we'll put tokens, because you don't know where anyone is now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a oh, pair no. of guards stand in stony, unblinking silence inside of the door as this vesk looks at you and says, So, what brings you to my humble abode? Well, I'm sure they told you, uh, but I'm Mordex, and this is my combat drone, Silverblade, my manager, Angus, and a number of our entourage. And as you know, Chroma is, is well known as being a place to go if you want to make a name for yourself in this uh, battle occupation. And so we came here today because that is what we had planned on doing with our lives. I'd like to do a perception. I see. And you would like for me to what? Sponsor you? Go ahead. You would like to roll a perception, you say? Yes, because I'd like to see if there are any of those sun symbols that were on the cloak that Absco described to any of us. Okay. Okay. First eye on the table, 16. No, you don't see any. Okay. Um, as soon as uh, they say sponsor, I immediately perk up and like, yes, I represent Abadar Corps, and we are more than happy to back this lovely fighter and her infamous drone, Silverblade. They've made a name for themselves in Absalom Station, and I feel like they would do well here. And this is where Mordax is going to switch to using the Vesicle. I personally have such respect for the Vesk culture. I have studied it in great detail, and I would be honored for your sponsorship. Nice. So who all speaks Vesk out of curiosity? I do. All right, just Mordax. Just <laughs> Mordax. So, so, so to the rest of you, you just hear, <laughs> Note to self, learn Vesk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I, uh, give me a culture check real quick, Mordax. Let's let's see how good you are with the Vesk. Oh no. 
and my plus six to culture of 26. So the literal translation is, well, aren't you a tasty morsel? (laughs) (laughs) But you you know that that is just how the Vesk refer to the Isoki. The word for Isoki in Vesk literally translates to tasty morsel. (laughs) That's awesome. But, yeah, he goes, well, aren't you a tasty little morsel? I suppose something might be able to be worked out for you. I will have you go speak to one of my associates while I do the preliminary checks. And he hits a button on his desk, and the door is open, and the two security guards are prepared to lead you elsewhere in the complex. Deeper and deeper we go. Let's move. Yes. I'll just turn and say, your patronage is an honor. Of course. Get out of there. (laughs) (laughs) And they lead you across the gambling floor to another door. And the door opens... And they gesture you in. Mordax is a little bit more of a spring to her step at this point, since that all seemed to be working out much better than she anticipated. So she'll just go first. Okay. I'm assuming Silverblade follows you, yeah. Yeah. Silverblade stands beside me. Eos is going to... Another pair of guards are in here, and they are... They just seem to be kind of hanging out. This seems to be a sort of a, a break room. Uh, one of them steps up and goes, One of you the new ones? Which one of you is uh, more Dax? It's Mordax. And yes, that's me. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's get some paperwork going. And they bring you over. Yes. I'll go over to the desk. I assume this is like some sort of like big data pad sort of console or something. Yeah, something like that. They they begin taking your information, name. Yeah, it's, it's a fairly Social security number. Amount of know. information as Mordax didn't really have an address or thing, but... Absco. Does this a few minutes later the, the intercom buzzes and door opens and they gesture and one of the other guards steps out before the door shuts again. I wanna ask Absco if they have any sense if everything's going okay. Yeah, I'll do That would be a sense motive. Sense motive? Okay. Which I'm actually pretty good at. Here's open. That's a twenty seven. <laughs> I was gonna nice. offer to assist, but not necessary. <laughs> this is definitely nerve wracking. Uh, you are in the belly of the beast. Yeah. Um, so with a twenty-seven, when they pull this other guy out there, get this little prickle on the back of your neck. I, I think I subtly, or Absco subtly, kind of reaches down towards their weapon and just nudges Angus and okay. shoots a look over towards Eos. All right. If we can get Eos's attention, I'll nod to the back corner so that they're behind us. And she moves. <laughs> I'm gonna move so that I am directly across from the doorway and against the far wall. And Clear in, that, in that moment, Absco's going to stealth while standing still. Okay. 33. Mordax, I'm assuming you're just invested in what you're doing and not really noticing us because of the paperwork and stuff? I, f- I feel like if Mordax was being smart, she would be putting all of her attention into this while still trying to side-eye see what you all are doing. Okay, that, what would you do? They're all subtly shifting around, and, and <laughs> Absco's starting to shimmer into the background color. I'm not going to move, because I positioned myself the way that I had wanted to be. Silverblade is sort of right around the corner of the main door, and Mordax is in front of this console. 
Yeah. If that door opens and anyone has any weapons drawn, I want to ready an action if I can, based on what Angus has said. Okay. I want to photon attune and stellar rush. Okay. The door opens and nobody has weapons. Okay. Drawn. As this guy steps in and goes, hey, Bob. Boss wants to see them. Just the mouse. Well, just the mouse and the very impressive drone, right? Yeah, you can bring your robot with you. He's a combat drone, but thank you. My client doesn't doesn't go anywhere without me. If there's a deal to be made, then I am going with. He looks at you, kind of shrugs, and goes, Well, then I guess there isn't a deal to be made. One quick aside. I, Kenny, have forgotten our purpose here. <laughs> what, are, <laughs> what are we supposed to be doing? <laughs> Uh, I got this so invested in what we're doing. We're looking for a needle in a haystack. <laughs> this is, according to your intel, the headquarters for the group that blew up the bazaar mm-hmm. and seriously injured George. So we're trying to find anything that will show us that these are part of this group so that we can put a stop to them, basically knock them down. Okay, so with that information and given what we've seen, I feel like... Absco would engage in combat. Do it. <laughs> Just. I was going to say, I, I think to maybe help Angus's okay. intimidation, Eos may cast fear. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, at this point, I will give you all a surprise round. Roll initiative. You get one move or standard action in the surprise round. Okay. And Mordax, that will be you or Silverblade getting an action. Yes, I will be readying my, my force. A three for real, real. <laughs> and that's with a plus one. I think I'm you, going last. You weren't quite anticipating what was going to come next. <laughs> but Mordax sure was. <laughs> yeah. You and Mordax are on it. Mordax is ready. Okay, so we begin surprise round with Mordax. Well, Mordax's finger. Mordax, yeah. There's, there's the the twitch is going, and there, there, there's like this moment that happens right then where the guy says, "Well, then I guess you don't have a deal." Like he just totally called your bluff. Mm-hmm. Boy, howdy, did he? And everyone's watching, and then all of a sudden, it, it just like everyone acknowledges kind of at the same moment. Yep, we're going to have to fight this out. Like we all know who's here for what, and we're going to have to fight this out. So Mordax is. Uh, but to, you guys got the got the drop here. Mordax will shake her head, hit the button using a standard action to activate her her shield. And say, it's a real shame because I really did want my robot to fight. <laughs> <laughs> Mor- Mordax's energy shield springs to life. Absco. Absco um, is a full attack a standard action. No, that is a full round action. Full round. Okay, so then an attack they- once. Just an attack once. Okay, so they're going to fire at Mercenary 3 with their Corona laser pistol. Okay, so that's the person taking the that was sitting at the desk taking Mordax's information. That was Bob. A 15, I'm going to rule that this guy is actually flat-footed. They were not expecting you. They thought we were still kind of playing the game. So flat-footed, uh, it's still going to miss. Okay, Absco yells out as they fire, bar the door. Yeah, it's still going to miss. How would you do that? <laughs> the, okay. The, that's just a it's a tactical thing that they think would would, would help. <laughs> <laughs> Bar the door, ambush them, cut them <laughs> off at the pass. <laughs> Blow up the bridge. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm making with the ouchies. Um I've changed my mind. I'm going to inflict pain Ooh. on a hole in the doorway and on the do hole I, in the doorway? That's awesome. <laughs> 
Uh, they succeed with a 26 Holy against your inflict pain. <laughs> Damn it! So now that will... It still happens. They get a minus two penalty to ability checks, attack rolls, and skill checks, but it's only for one round instead of one round per level. So for their first round, they have pain inflicted upon them, and I'm going to give them an effect to that effect. Uh-huh. And this is someone in the doorway? I know, right? Yes. The, yes. The one right there. Pain. Mercenary rookie 20. Inflicted. And then Angus. All right. I am going to Photon Attune. Free action. And Stellar Rush. Okay. The pain person. <laughs> so they get... Angus rushes the doorway. With a 22, they successfully duck out of the way. Wow. They still wow. But only take partial damage. Uh, they take five, five damage. And now we go to face. the... Yes, five points of fire as they are like doubled over, racked with pain and uh, with sudden pain gripping their head and then get hit with fire. They manage to kind of dip out of the way, but it really hurts. All right, so Bob at the desk is going to kind of jump up, grabbing his gun, come back behind the desk and is going to cryo grenade throws a grenade Ooh. hit hit critical hit on uh silver blade 1d8 cold plus staggered so that is eight to angus eight to mordax and ten to silver blade and you are the you three are all staggered which means you can take one move or standard action per round as he throws a grenade and it goes off with a bunch of frost okay. covering you my field is gonna take all of that so nothing goes to nice mordax specifically. okay then if your field takes all of that then i will save you from the staggered oh brilliant. you are not staggered because you took and nothing then- uh, the security guard's going to run off. Oh, poop. They're getting friends. Mordax. Mordax is going to use Amplified Glitch. And since you said that that big chamber where most of them are currently standing was the bedding room, I'm going to assume there's a lot of screen flashing stuff in there where people input bets and stuff, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, so Mordax is going to remote hack those screens <laughs> and cause them all to flash wildly. <laughs> okay. Sending anyone. Okay. And I need to make a computer's check. This is page 155 if you want to know. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I gotcha. Computer's check. The DC is 15 plus one per target I'm trying to affect. They have to be within 30 feet of each other, so I guess it's just everyone that probably 13. I gotcha. Just go, yeah, go ahead and just use it. Yeah. Okay, great. That is uh, 21. 21, Mordax. You slam your spe- your your gear rig uh how, how do you do how do, how do you do that how do you do the the quick hack to, to glitch it because you have a console right in front of you yeah i kind of figured that maybe i had been assuming if this was going to go wrong i'd been eyeballing where on the console i would have to go to yep. get this sort of you see off. the port to jack in you know do 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 and yeah just as quickly as i can mordax has been quietly sitting there just it looks like fidgeting but as soon as she slams the 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 plug into the port you realize that she had a plan as she hits execute and the screen on this computer begins flashing wildly all kinds of different colors and and strobe effects and then you can hear the noise from outside as it seems that it's doing the same thing with the sound of like that casino sound of all the jackpots hitting at once (laughs) 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 and there's just like lights and and strobes yeah cool all right silver blade and silver blade is going to attack the one that's right in front of 
him, because that's where I had positioned myself to just be- Alright, Silverblade attacks asshole in the door. <laughs> <laughs> With a 19. With its new centered longsword, a 19 is going to miss. Ooh. As it seems to just glance off of the armor. Yikes. It's fine. Everyone else, uh... I really miss? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it 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 glances. I had, I did I had to double check. Well, because I I'm still getting caught up on EAC and KAC. Yeah, it 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 bounces off a plate of armor that absorbs the impact. Absco. I think what Absco is going to do is step forward and put a finger to their throat to do a dragon gland attack. All right. Ar arcing Absco outward. steps up into the doorway, putting a finger to their throat, and they'll do that acid damage. All right. And that is a reflex save, yes? Yep. Ooh, Oof. a 25. Jeez. And then security guard 13 with a reflex save of 20. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Both of them, yeah. Well, so half damage. Five. So they'll take five damage. Nickel and diamond. Yup. Incidentally. Yep, yeah. as they both go diving out of the way, wrenching around, trying to avoid getting hit. Any of the Let's were see. affected by the, the flickering light were would be shaken, the status effect. Shaken. Then, okay, noted. I'm going to add shaken to a lot of these. So, yeah, uh, okay. everyone, in, everyone in there is, those, those four are shaken. Um, let's see, this guy is shaken and has a splitting headache. Withdraw. Moving across the, the room away from the door. Eos. Okay, so I have a question. Would remove condition get rid of Angus being staggered? Yes, that is a condition which you can remove. Okay, so I am going to scooch closer just to make sure that he is within range and then free him up from that stagger. Nice. Um, would I do the right, same thing? Eos comes up and with a prayer to Saren Ray. You feel this this warmth rush over you, uh, countering the cold from that cryo grenade. You are no longer staggered. Brilliant. That's <laughs> yes. what Eos says. <laughs> <Woof>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, oops, this security guard is going to move over and going to use our pulse caster pistol and fire at the big bull, which is a miss with an 11. Whew. As they are shaken, Angus. Oh, well, it worked so well last time. I will stellar rush at this fool because <laughs> it's a straight All right. photon attunement level two. Angus comes charging out of the door into the noisy, busy bedding floor. Yes. And a seven fails the reflex save as this guard is caught completely unprepared for this. So they'll take eight doing eight first. damage to the guard. This guard looks like they have definitely seen better days and are quite injured. And it flings them 10 feet back. Woo! Angus is not having any of this as he just charges through the door, slams into a security guard with this pink fire just building up in front of him as he hits and sends the security guard flying 10 feet back. And that is all the time we have for today. And so... You were the most evil ever. In the middle of a fight, sir! Well played. Four experience points. 
I am your host and GM, Miyu. You can catch me on Twitch and Twitter at Miyu Plays Games. I am your ever tortured producer, Kelrick. <laughs> you can find me at EQ Points and at Cormalon. Please write to us. We would love to hear from you. And I am indignant because you didn't even give us long enough to get Silverblade to stab anything. <laughs> I'm also Brit. Bad at Tom McClarebird. I'm not mad. <laughs> <laughs> I am grateful, Kenny, for all of these 20 rolls that we've gotten this this round. It was amazing. Oh. The dice just kind of kept on rolling. We were hot streak. And this will continue to the next episode. I swear it. Uh, knocking on something made out of wood right now. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Punderdrone. I'm Steph. And I can't even right now. Um, <laughs> you can find me at Luna Starwind on Twitter. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>